This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, guys? It's uh, Glenn West here with Go247, senior writer um, at the site. Uh, just wanted to hop on. I know we haven't done one of these in a little while. Uh, obviously with uh, some of the changes going on with the site. So definitely wanted to hop on and just, you know, riff for about 15 or 20 minutes about you know, some of the latest developments over the last week. Obviously LSU started fall camp and it's been a pretty, pretty big recruiting uh, heater weekend for or week for the Tigers. So uh, we just wanted to, you know, kind of come on and give my thoughts on everything. And um, obviously this is kind of the, the first time I'm doing one of these myself. So uh, you know, if you guys want to leave comments and, you know, please don't crucify me too much, but uh, we're 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 going to get going here pretty soon. We're going to have some more podcasts on in the near future. And uh, obviously we're going to have Sonny on and, and and you know, we'll have some 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 really great stuff coming towards you all for fall camp and, and whatnot. But uh, just, yeah, I wanted to hop on today and just kind of get things, you know, kind of kicked off with obviously the the big recruiting week for LSU. Obviously, it was huge for guys here in, in Baton Rouge and um lsu landing three new commits um really in the last seven days or so uh with wide receiver shelton sampson uh quarterback ricky collins uh and uh, most recently on saturday zachary's uh kylan jackson the safety uh committed to the tigers uh kind of gets the class really up you know really up into that top five range i mean they're right there at number six and kind of pulling within shouting distance of, of georgia here for a top five class and um you know i think the the, the three additions here locally uh, was was very unique. I mean, I just kind of wanted to start off by, you know, just giving my overall impressions of, of the additions. But, um, you know, just first of all, I mean, just having three Baton Rouge area kids, you know, kind of commit within the same week, uh, very unique kind of circumstances, obviously, how everything played out. Um, you know, I was at all three commitments and uh, Samson Collins and, and Jackson were all at each other's uh, various ceremonies and whatnot. And it was uh, just a really interesting way of, of kind of adding to this class, obviously getting some local flavor in here uh, really, and really just, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, a great job of just, you know, LSU putting the pressure on these guys and, and recruiting them for as long as they have the recruiting efforts that they've, they've, they've placed on all these uh, recruits has been, uh, really something special, obviously, uh, you know, it, uh, with Brian Kelly and the positional staff, you know, the guys like Cortez Hankton's and, and Joe Sloan's and Kerry Cook's of the world in last week. But uh, really this recruiting staff as well. I mean, Sherman Wilson, uh, Jordan Arsema, uh, you know, Corey Phillips, these are names that, you know, some of you guys maybe maybe have heard of, maybe you haven't. But uh, the, the, the entire really recruiting staff at LSU has done a tremendous job and really kind of putting a unique stamp on uh, on this class and kind of how to get guys on board. And I think kind of you saw that a little bit with the, the social media outcry, you know, the various, you know, Shelton stays or, uh, you know, bring Shelton home, Kylan stays, that kind of thing. Uh, you saw that with the various hashtags that were kind of sent out over the last several weeks with these guys. And, um, you know, I think the, the, the tide really started to turn on, on some of those local recruits 
uh, when when that started happening, you know, when LSU kind of sent out, you know, a lot of that public, you know, uh, affection for for those guys, wanting to get them on board and, and keeping them in the state, and so um, was was very obviously interested and intrigued. Uh, that was a very unique thing to do. Um, and then, you know, for these guys, you know, for Samson, for Collins, for for Jackson, for these guys all to commit kind of within the same week, uh, it, it was just a really interesting kind of way of doing it. I don't think that was obviously the initial plan. You know, if you go back several weeks, I don't know that that was something that was in the cards. I think kind of once Samson uh, put out his date and once, you know, Ricky decided to decommit from Purdue, I think kind of the stars started to align from there um, on just what the – the plans were going to be and, uh, and kind of adding to this group. But uh, yeah, I mean, just, I guess kind of to start with Samson, obviously the, the big, the big kind of recruit, you know, the big guy, uh, five, five star guy on the 24 seven sports composite rankings. Uh, I mean, not, not much not to like, I mean, this was a guy that LSU recruited hard for a very long time. Somebody that they wanted in the building, uh, wanted a part of this nucleus of this class and, you kind of had to have him. I mean, he was a guy that I felt like, you know, if LSU was able to land, it would be, say a lot about kind of their recruiting efforts locally. I mean, you know, we, you've heard it from numerous people, but, you know, the Arch Mannings of the world, the Eli Holsteins of the world, the Jaden Osberries of the world, uh, you know, those were guys that were probably never coming to LSU uh, just for, for various different reasons. But, um, you know, to, 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 to get the guys that LSU thought they had a chance with, um, yeah, I, I think was, was huge. And obviously we've got, Kind of another one here coming up in a couple days with Kai Preen, uh, the athlete, the uh, receiver slash you know uh, defensive back from uh, uh, St. James. He's making his commitment here in the next couple days as well on August 16th. Um, so obviously that would be another huge addition to this kind of local you know kind of charge here that LSU's been on. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. But you know, kind of getting back to last week's you know efforts. I mean, I think you know Samson was obviously a great way to kick things off. Obviously he's a big bodied receiver, six, three physical. He's can, you know, jump with the best of them. I think he's probably got a very high ceiling and a very, you know, kind of high floor too, in terms of the production he's going to give you. Um, I think if you were able to bring in a guy like that, get him in a weight program for a few months, you could obviously see him con contribute as a true freshman. I think he's got that kind of ability. Um, and, 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 and it's going to be a real, a real asset to this LSU offense for years to come. So really, really, a uh, really good pickup there. Obviously Ricky Collins is, a, is, a, is the quarterback of the group. I mean, he uh, had a, a huge kind of ordeal over at his, uh, with his ceremony um, over at Mason's grill, drove over to that uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday, I believe. I can't remember exactly, but um, you know, that was, I was obviously uh, another really big, big time addition. You know, I kind of always, went back and forth on whether or not LSU really needed a quarterback in this class. You know, I was, I think me and, you know, several others were, were kind of the position where you, you have two really good young, young options here in the room already. Um, you know, did, did you really need, um, you know, kind of a third guy to come in here and be another young quarterback? And, you know, I, I initially, I was a little bit kind of on the fence about it, especially if you weren't able to grab one of the guys that you were really targeting, but, they were able to, I mean, they were, I mean, you know, obviously Collins was a, a Purdue commit for a while, but really starting back in June, I think when he was on campus and when LSU had a really good chance to see him up close and personal, this new staff had a chance to really evaluate him and, you know, get to know him a little bit. I think that was 
obviously played a huge factor in everything. And he kind of talked about it with us. You know, he really uh, felt like, you know, in the last several weeks, really after the Elite 11, where he was able to go out there and compete with a number of the top quarterbacks in the country, um, that he felt like LSU could be a possibility for him. And so um, obviously LSU made that push the last several weeks and, um, you know, they, they got the outcome that they wanted. And I think, you know, kind of landing a, you know, top 10, top 11, 12 quarterback in this, in this class, wherever you really have Collins pegged, um, it allows you to really bring him along slowly. I think that's going to be kind of the, the big takeaway I have is you're not going to need him to come in next year and be your starter. You've got Nussmeyer, you've got Walker Howard, two very uh, uh, you know, talented young options here that I think are going to be great quarterbacks in their own right for this program. And, you know, not only does Collins kind of give you insurance on the, you know, kind of the the disaster situation that one of them transfers, one of those other two guys transfers, but you also get a chance to bring Ricky along slowly. I mean, he's got a lot of traits uh, that are really, uh, really great for, for college football these days. He's, he's mobile. He can, he's got a cannon of an arm. He's got a really strong arm, uh, but it's just about, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be some development there that needs to happen. And uh, I think that gives you now the time if you're LSU to really, you know, sit down with him and, and develop him as a quarterback over the next several years. So uh, another really great pickup. And then obviously, you know, Jackson, uh, Kylan Jackson, the safety out of Zachary on Saturday was a really nice pickup. I thought, um, you know, the, the LSU kind of came in on him late. You know, it sounded like he, uh, you know, that was a late push for LSU. And I think to kind of make that late push and still be able to land a, a talented safety like that. I mean, he's a top 10 safety in this, in this class, Hands down, um, you know, a very tall. I mean, he's about six one, almost two hundred pounds already. As a, you know, kind of entering his senior year, um, very, very big addition for for LSU to be able to land him. And I thought, you know, it was just a, a really uh, kind of great way to cap off this kind of local Baton Rouge uh, recruiting efforts that LSU's really put in. I mean, you add those three to the mix. Obviously, you've got Caleb uh, Caleb Jackson, the running back. You've got Trey Holly, the running back, but um, uh, Tyree Adams, the offensive tackle, um, you know, the, the, that, that's, that's a great, you know, kind of start, you know, to your nucleus here as a, as an LSU uh, Louisiana class. And so I think you could absolutely see kind of a, a shift here. I think LSU is still going to per, be pursuing a lot of Louisiana players. Um, obviously we t- touched on Preen a little bit, but offensive tackles, Alan's hurt is a guy who, as said in recent interviews, he's going to be ready to shut things down pretty soon, I think. And um, obviously LSU is going to be right in the mix with him as well. That would be a huge, huge addition for LSU uh, to kind of add that alignment to their their future and, and kind of, you know, build, you know, kind of really build this uh, this thing up locally with him, with obviously his former teammate, Will Campbell, who's going to be the starting left tackle this year at LSU and, um, you know, Adams and a number of these kind of guys they brought in over the last several years. So um, really exciting kind of last week for the recruiting trail. Uh, you kind of you kind of see some action, I think, before senior seasons. But for LSU to land three guys uh, this close to the regular season, now it's just going to be about, you know, moving forward and, and getting some of these guys in that are uncommitted for games. You want to get, obviously, your, your commits in for games as well. Uh, you know, you really got to put that pressure and continue to, to recruit those guys because, you know, other schools are going to be coming, you know, for, for late, for late flips and stuff like that come the early signing period. So 
it's going to be important. LSU gets these guys in for games. They've got a good chunk of their you know freshman class built out. Um, obviously, with the lifted recruiting restrictions, you don't you're no longer limited to just 25 guys. So LSU, as it stands right now, has about 20. There's some national guys that they're 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 touching on. They're trying to they're trying to get, and um, you know it'll be very interesting to see just kind of how all that plays out. So those were just some of my thoughts on the recruiting stuff that's happened the last several days. Um, definitely want to touch on uh, the the last week in terms of uh, the uh, sorry <laughs> uh, the 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 full fall practice. Um, so LSU obviously had a, a really great you know kind of they allowed it in the media in to, to to watch a full practice last week and uh, obviously you know you watch one full practice and. You know, you, you, your head your head starts to spin a little bit about the ter- the, the potential uh, combinations, the potential matchups you could see week one and against Florida State. And obviously, you know, we'll we'll, we'll won't bury the lead. We'll start with the quarterbacks there. I mean, I thought, uh, you know, look with no Garrett Nussmeyer out there, I think there's still a real competition here for the starting job, um, and Nussmeyer is a big part of that. Um, but with no Garrett Nussmeyer out there for really the first. Uh, the first full practice, it's it's kind of an incomplete grade in terms of just where I think this quarterback battle is. Um, you know, um, obviously, you know, everybody knows by now, Jaden Daniels got the majority of the, the, the first team snaps uh, in that full uh, practice, uh, whether it be seven on seven, 11 on 11, um, you know, just 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 everything. He, he, he got probably a, a good portion of them. Miles Brennan certainly subbed in a little bit. Uh, with the ones he had a couple opportunities there, but really it was Jaden Daniels show. Um, and I thought he played very well. Uh, I thought he showed himself to be really well handling those additional snaps with, with Nussmeyer out of the practice. And um, obviously, you know, with Daniels, you're going to get the mobility. I think that's probably the the biggest X, X factor in all of this uh, in, in terms of the, the, the decision that Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock and this offensive staff have to make. Uh, is that you know mobility that Jaden Daniels has is just going to be such an, a, a needed asset, I think, for this offense. And so, um, you know, I thought he he looked a lot better in terms of his short and intermediate throwing. He hit uh, Kyron Lacey for a couple of really good passes up the middle in the middle of the field, uh, about 15, 20 yard gains. Um, he was you know he was reading through his his progressions well. I thought he he made some really nice decisions. Uh, he had a couple balls sail on him a little bit, especially when the field got a little bit wetter. You know, it started raining a little bit kind of in the middle of the practice and certainly towards the end of the practice as well. So um, can't really blame him for that. I think that was even something that Coach Kelly brought up in his press conference afterwards was, you know, we got to blame the ball boys there for not getting the the ball uh, dried off for him. And, uh, you know, look, that's obviously something that you're going to have to live with in terms of just game you know, situations, if it rains, you know, it never rains in Death Valley, but who knows, it might rain in Auburn. It might, might rain, uh, in, in, uh, yeah, in Florida a little bit later this year. So who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, look, Daniel's handled himself very well. Um, he's obviously got a very, uh, a very bright future. He's, he's extremely athletic and, um, I thought he made some really, really good plays, um, you know, kind of the one area that I thought maybe he didn't play as well in or didn't did the one period he didn't have as great of a showing in was the the red zone period that LSU went through um, kind of towards the middle end of practice. Um, you know, he they the offense really struggled to punch it in 
uh, the end zone there uh, with 11 on 11 stuff. Um, but, you know, again, he wasn't really getting out and, and using his legs in that period either. And I think when you get into the red zone, it's going to be very important for LSU if they're not able to hit their first, second, third read to have a guy that's able to scramble and, and make plays in the red zone. Um, and I think Daniels obviously offers you all that. And so him being able to use his legs in the red zone is going to be uh, a really big uh, part of this offense, I think, as well. Um, you know, uh, just, just some other uh, observations on the quarterbacks. I thought Miles, you know, obviously everybody knows about him, has, has probably seen the video of him connecting with Brian Thomas on that really deep kind of go route there. Uh, that was a really nice pass from him. Um, you know, there, there was some various, you know, media guys out there who, 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 um, you know, obviously we're out there with me and, um, you know, we're reporting, you know, obviously he wasn't going through his progressions as quickly as he needed to. Um, I, 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 I kind of tend to push back on that a little bit just because I thought, you know, in some of the periods, I thought he really did show that um, ability uh, to read through and, and, and kind of settle. I mean, he was kind of settling for a lot of check down throws and, um, you know, they weren't really pushing the ball downfield with him, but, um, again, he was working with second and third teamers mostly. And so um, I do think that, um, you know, if he if he were to get some more first team reps, you might you might see a little bit of a different more aggression in there. But, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of it kind of had to do with the personnel out there, you know, particularly in those, you know, 11 on 11s. You know, he was getting pressured pretty quickly there. Um, you know, the, I think the, the depth of the O line certainly has a, has a has a great ways to go. Um, but, um, you know, I thought miles, you know, he, he played well, he didn't do really a whole lot to, to assert himself in terms of just on, on you know, kind of jaw, uh, jaw dropping plays and whatnot, but thought he had a nice day out there and certainly, um, was, 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 was more than capable of, uh, of earning some more reps. So we'll see, obviously they've had a couple practices here that we haven't been allowed to go to. So, uh, we'll get a chance to hop in with those guys on Monday and um, and on Wednesday, we're going to get another full practice. Um, so we'll get hopefully a, a real good chance of, of seeing uh, Garrett Nussmeyer and, and Jaden Daniels. It certainly see, feels like it's those two uh, right there um, in terms of the, the quarterback battle. Um, you know, just some other takeaways. I thought, you know, the offensive line is obviously going to be a big thing to watch. And I thought those guys, especially the first team, were able to handle themselves pretty well against LSU's, you know, front four that's, you know, being lauded as one of the best probably in all the country. And so uh, I thought that was very promising. You know, it didn't look like Daniels was being pressured a whole ton. Um, you know, I thought that, you know, Will Campbell had had some really nice moments. Obviously, he's going to be your, your starting left tackle, I thought. Garrett Dellinger, the center, has really shown some some great strides in terms of just learning that position and getting a little bit more comfortable with that. Um, you know, I think kind of the the one the one thing that, that Coach Kelly said uh, kind of after the practice was you know, there was one snap there with the the ball that was wet, and um, you know he's, he he kind of blamed that on the managers, and so <laughs> uh, can't really. Can't really get on Dellinger for everything. I think he's he's going to be a really great player for LSU, and it certainly looks like LSU is is, is comfortable with him being kind of their starting center. And so uh, we'll see, obviously, on Wednesday if, if those rotations stick, if they're 
moving with anything else, if they're going any any other directions. You know, I thought Anthony Bradford at right tackle really early on in the in the in the fall was a good sign that the this staff feels like he's a, he's ready to fulfill his potential and he really hadn't stepped out of that right tackle spot since. And so that that that's a really positive, I think, sign for LSU to have kind of him ready for 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 more of a, a starter's role and ready to contribute and be one of the better uh, alignment on this, on this roster. So um, that, that was pretty much my O-line takeaway. I thought, you know, receiver wise, Malik neighbors had a big day. I think Malik neighbors is in for a huge, huge season, um, you know, for, for LSU. I think he's got a, a really great uh, future here. Um, obviously he, he showed some really great flashes at the end of last year, but just his cutting, I mean, his, the way he cuts on his routes and his speed, um, they're going to move him, obviously, in the middle of the field. They're going to use him on the outside. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, one, one of the breakout players, really, in the conference this year uh, if LSU finds the, the the right quarterback and they're able to get the guys, you know, the ball in space. I think he he's going to get open a lot, and they're going to put him in, in, in precarious and in very good situations for him to get, uh, to get open a lot. And he's going to be a great compliment, I think, for Kayshawn on the other side and so I'm really bullish on this passing offense and it having a, a really, really great season. Um, you know, I do think that uh, probably the the one thing I wasn't able to look at a whole lot, I was kind of focusing on the offense a lot and, and Sonny was focusing on the defense. But, um, you know, offensively, the tight ends, you know, they, they had a high volume of, of, of throws, you know, whether it was Brennan that was in there or Daniels, um, you know, Nick Stores and Mason Taylor, the freshman, both had uh, some some really good moments, and I thought uh, were able to, to catch well. And they kind of were the, the check down options in terms of just LSU uh, kind of going through their progressions, the quarterbacks going through their progressions, and uh, and dumping it off to the tight ends. But they made the plays; they didn't bobble it. They they caught it. They they got a couple yards. And you know, look, I don't think you're asking the tight ends this year to be huge parts of your offense. I think you just need them to be able to contribute in the blocking game from a blocking perspective. I think stores absolutely does that for you. Um, if he can stay healthy, um, you know, Mason Taylor, I feel like can, can get it done in the pass catching game a little bit as well. So, um, you know, they, you know, those, I mean, Taylor's a guy that Kelly even said after that, that, that practice, he's going to play, you know, he's going to, he's going to help contribute for us. And I think that's a really, really great sign of some of these kind of surprise players that LSU was found. Um, in the early parts of fall camp. So those were just kind of some of my offensive takeaways. We're going to, like I said, we're going to have Sonny on uh, probably early next week. And uh, you know, we've obviously got some exciting news in terms of a new addition to the group where we're going to, we're going to announce that on Monday. And, you know, I think you guys are going to like what this guy brings, you know, it's going to be very, very fun, very um, loose. We're going to bring some, some, some really great content for you guys. And I think we're all really, really, really excited about it. And, uh, you know, can't, can't wait to, to really kind of dive into to the season and, and get us started here. But, uh, you know, again, you know, if you guys, uh, I appreciate any comments, feedback, whatever you guys have for me. I know this was, uh, I rambled for about 20, 23 minutes here, but, um, you know, if, if you, you guys have any you know criticisms for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a sponge. I'll take all of it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly trying to learn my way through all this as well in terms of being more comfortable with, with podcasting and everything. I think it's something I've been doing for a little bit now and I think I'm getting better at. But any any suggestions, any comments you guys have, I'm all for. So 
uh, with that being said, you know, uh, we'll, we'll certainly be in touch very soon. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly uh, have, have a lot more for you in the next several days. So uh, for the go Two Four Seven podcast, I'm Glenn West and uh, we'll, we'll check you out. We'll check you guys out later. All right. Thanks. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.